I just want to tell you guys, get ready. Get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists set right where you guys did, and these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. Congressman Jim Jordan at the open of their oversight hearing today, which the Democrats are attempting mightily to disrupt and turn into a clown show since they're largely clowns. And as he said, he was talking about uh, Matt Taibbi and uh, who was it, Michael Schellenberger, who appeared before the committee and the Democrats derailed that committee, too. And yet called uh, Matt Taibbi, who has every award known to journalism, called him a so-called journalist because he doesn't sing from the Democrat Party sheet music. Remember, fascism is a merger of state and corporate power, according to none other than Benito Mussolini. But we've got audio for you from the uh, from the big hearing today on Capitol Hill, and it is uh, it, the Democrats are a disgrace, and they've turned it into a uh, into a again a clown show um, because you have three. FBI whistleblowers who are being punished for coming forward. And again, the uh, military veteran and FBI veteran, Agent Friend, um, served as the, on the FBI SWAT team and, and uh, served in the U.S. military and, and uh, how many years? More than a decade with the FBI. Uh, and uh, then he became a whistleblower, and now... The FBI is out to get him. They uh, stripped him of his security clearance. They, he's been suspended. It is, it's pretty amazing stuff. Twelve-year, thirteen-year veteran of the of the FBI, and last year they suspended him. And you know he's a whistleblower. And then the, you know some whistleblowers are more equal than other uh, than equal than others, uh, as in uh, George Orwell and Animal Farm. Because the left is here. These again, these are not liberals. This is the left, and no one is more illiberal than the leftist. Friend was concerned last year at the way that the FBI had been politicized, and he believed that, uh, and he actually said that he did not vote for President Trump in 2020. He said that, but he said that he believed that President Trump's rights had been violated by the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Um, and he did say, he said, look, I, I, I didn't vote for Trump in 2020. He said he went to his immediate boss and said that he believed that the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the investigative process leading up to it at the FBI violated FBI policy, he said, and violated President Trump's rights under the Sixth Amendment to a fair trial and under the Eighth Amendment against cruel and unusual punishment. Now, the Washington, D.C. field office, he said, is manipulating FBI case management protocols and farming out January 6th cases to field offices across the country to create the false impression that right-wing domestic violence is widespread and is a coast-to-coast problem. He said that goes far beyond the black swan event of January 6th, 2021. As a result... He was listed as a lead agent in uh, cases he had not investigated and in which um, his 
supervisor had not signed off in violation of FBI policy. He said the FBI domestic terrorism cases were being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol on January 6, 2021, based on anonymous tips to an FBI hotline or from uh, Facebook, spying on their Facebook messages. These tips are turned into investigative tools called Guardians, and the FBI software collates them. Uh, sure, they got a computer algorithm for that sort of thing. The FBI has post facto, after the fact, designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it was not restricted at the time, on January 6th, in order to widen the net of prosecution. Now, uh, what did they do with the uh, multi-day siege of the White House that forced the evacuation of President Trump and his family from the White House residence to the nuclear bunker beneath uh, the White House? What did they do to the people that uh, injured more than 180 federal police officers in their siege of the White House, set a fire inside the uh, St. John's Church across from Lafayette Park, the Church of the Presidents? What about the people that tried to tear down the statue of uh, Andrew Jackson in Lafayette Park? What about that? What about the people that laid siege to the Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse in Portland for, how many? I think it was 100 days, like a medieval siege. Uh, what did the FBI do about that? How about the riots in Chicago? You know, the city of Washington was boarded up for about a year because of the left-wing riots. Uh, what kind of dragnet did the FBI lay down for that? The FBI intends to prosecute every, everyone, even uh, peripherally associated with January 6th and, and another wave of January 6th subjects, this is last year now, are about to be uh, referred to the FBI's Daytona Beach resident agency for investigation and arrest in the Jacksonville, Florida area. Uh, they were inundated with Guardian notifications and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, including people who had not been in Washington on January 6th. Well, you know, Enrique Tarrio was not in Washington on January 6th, the, the African-American, Cuban, African-American, ahead of the terrible Proud Boys. Um, he was stabbed when he was in Washington, D.C. by Black Lives Matter. His African-American woman friend, Bevelyn Beatty, was also stabbed uh, when she was in Washington, D.C., uh, what did the FBI do about that to get to the bottom of that? Any Anything at all? Hey, FBI. FBI. Anybody home? Man, oh, man. So their dragnet included people who had not been in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021, or who had been to the Trump rally that day but did not go inside the Capitol. Friend says he was punished, the FBI agent, for complaining to his bosses, his supervisors, about being dragged into the January 6th investigation. Uh, now let's get to uh, let's get to the today uh, the today audio. Let's go uh, inside the hearing room. Inside the hearing room, and again, the Democrats, Debbie Wasserman Schnitz, and this woman from the, the Caribbean, who's a non-voting delegate, uh, raising particular hell and. And uh, Wasserman Schnitz brought in a poster board uh, of pictures from January 6th. And apparently somebody in the crowd had a vest on with uh, spray cans and, and uh, 
Now, the, the goal here is to take out the whistleblowers. And in fact, uh, uh, one of the Democrats is saying they're not even whistleblowers, won't even recognize them as whistleblowers. FBI agents, veterans, uh, pay no attention. Today's kangaroo court. Will you give us a copy of that testimony that was transcribed of your discussions with him? It'll be up to Mr. Allen. Um, but you are in possession of them, aren't you? Sure are. So why would you not give them to us? Because Mr. Allen's a whistleblower and he didn't want that to happen. We'll he didn't want, him. but he's ha ha comfortable here in open discussion with us today? Sure is. You can ask him questions if you want. You, you don't share the your information with the minority? Nope. The whistle. No, so that, you're not sharing that, information the, the that whistle, you've obtained with the, whistleblower, with the, the minority was, whistleblower saw what you did with uh, Mr. Friend and others, the, the false information you gave the press so much no. so that they had to issue corrections. The whistleblower no. doesn't we've decide seen, that. The committee decides it. And, and we've decided. And you've so decided that decided you're not going to share. Mr. Allen is here. You can ask him questions. And we can, we can talk about the testimony, but right now you're not getting the testimony. Mr. But Allen's you, here to testify. And you'll give us the testimony when? After he's left? Or at no point in time? Or when will we have that? That is non-voting delegate Stacey E. Plaskett. She has raised hell uh, before about all, and the and the media loves it because, you know, she's she's uh, well, I, I don't you know they'd call her a terrorist if she were a Republican for sure, um, and uh, again, Stacey Plaskett. Well, we demand the transcripts of the confidential whistleblower testimony. Um, they have leaked the testimony that was provided to them in the past, even though it is supposed to remain confidential because they are whistleblowers and the Whistleblower Protection Act and, and so on, has certain requirements. But uh, Stacey Plaskett from the U.S. Virgin Islands is uh, demanding non-voting delegate in the House of Representatives, has the same status as my representative, uh, Eleanor Holmes Norton, uh, being a resident of Washington, D.C. She's a non-voting delegate as well. And we demand the transcripts of the interviews that were done with the FBI whistleblowers, but they can't be trusted with them. And so they turn it into a food fight because, you know, they're the left. When it comes to whistleblowers, you are not entitled to it. That's these at the discretion of Mr. Allen. Mr. Chairman, these individuals have been determined not, not to be whistleblowers. To these are not whistleblowers. They've been determined by the agency not to be whistleblowers. Are you deciding that they're whistleblowers? Yes, the law decides. Did you not listen to Mr. Levitt's testimony? Did you not read the law? The his law decides that they are whistleblowers. His attorney the is chair recognizes the gentlelady from the New law York. Has not the gentlelady from New York has been recognized. You know, the whole gentle lady thing is ridiculous. That's well, you call them gentlemen. Why don't you call us gentle ladies? Well, because the turn of phrase is ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, it should be the lady from Maryland, the lady from the Virgin Islands, not the gentle lady. The, the, the gentleman, well, you say gentle, you got to say gentlewoman. Another ridiculous Washington thing. They're talking about FBI agent Marcus Allen, who is a whistleblower and is uh, attempting to tell the truth about corruption going on in there. And for Democrats out there, he's African-American. So, you know, you have to believe him. That adds to his credibility. And they're talking about how the, Democrats have weaponized, that's the word of the year, I've been saying that for months now, the FBI and the Justice Department against the political enemies of the Democrat Party from the hearing. Mr. Allen, have you ever used Twitter, yes or no? Listen to this. I have utilized Twitter, yes. Okay, and is your account at Marcus A9705645? 
That is absolutely not my account. Okay, that's not your account. Well, on December 5th, 2022, an account under the name Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, That quote, is not my account, ma'am. You haven't let me finish the question, might sir. Might have been the football player. You haven't let me finish the question. Might have been the, the football player. On and the time is mine. On December 5th, 2022, an account under the name of Marcus Allen retweeted a tweet that said, quote, Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th Retweet if you agree, end quote. Do you agree with that statement? Yes or no? What the hell are you talking about? That, that is, I don't, no ma'am. That's not my account at all. I have I'm no asking idea. whether you agree with that statement, yes or no. I'm asking whether you agree that the CIA killed John F. Kennedy. What, that's uh, Democrat Loretta Sanchez, uh, who thought she had him with his Twitter account, but it's somebody else. And when she's told it's somebody else, she remains undeterred. She forges ahead, well, somebody named Marcus somewhere said something that I disagree with. Do you agree with him? This is your Congress at work, uh, Congresswoman Loretta Sanchez. Well, this is more Marcus Allen with Matt Gates. Uh, Democrat. And then uh, Marcus Allen, FBI whistleblower with Congressman Matt Gates. Mr. Allen, we just heard, uh, astonishingly heard a Democrat on this committee question your allegiance to the United States. How many tours in Iraq did you do? I did two tours in Iraq, sir. And, and for how many decades have you held a security clearance? Uh, for two decades, sir. Ever been called into question before? No, sir. And, and you also received the Employee of the Year Award for the Charlotte Field Office, is that right? That is correct. Yeah, um, but um, uh, we'll just say that you're un-American. You're not, you're not a good American, but Loretta Sanchez is the radical extremist. Uh, you know, the, honestly, that Republicans should be calling them all kinds of things that they'd be calling the Republicans if the tables were just turned uh, by about five degrees. Should be calling them terrorists and uh, things just, uh, just amazing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Man, Loretta Sanchez... California. And that's, uh, how dare you? How many tours uh, have you done in uh, combat? And can you list your awards uh, for me and the uh, employee of the year in your FBI field office? And then when you blow the whistle on government corruption, the Democrats come out and accuse you of being un-American. Ah, okay. You know, BOGO is back. Buy one, get one. Eden Pure is having their famous BOGO deal on their Thunderstorm air purifiers. When you buy one Thunderstorm, you get one free. No matter how many you buy, you get an equal number for free. You buy two, you get two for free. You see how this works? You want to buy 122? I think you're going to get 122 for free. The Thunderstorm will completely eliminate any odor, even the worst odors, like pet odors, cigarette smoke. If Michael Moore should come by, take care of that terrible aroma. Your mother-in-law's cooking. And now is the time to order the Eden Pure Thunderstorm because the buy one, get one free sale is this week only. With more than 350,000 units already sold, the Thunderstorm, countless five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. It works like a champ. I've got two at home myself. People are buying several for around the home as gifts, the office, the teenager's bedroom. You know, put them anywhere in your house you like to breathe clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code Chris. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Put in the discount code CHRIS, and shipping is free. Yeah, whistleblowers. Um, the Democrat Party doesn't want whistleblowers. Remember they had that uh, 
that Ukrainian uh, lieutenant colonel, you know, Alexander Vindman. He was the gold standard, wasn't he? Of course, that was the Ukrainian phone call. It all turned out to be phony. Um, but that's the way the left likes it. That's not my account at all. I have I'm no asking idea. whether you agree with that statement, yes or no. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear, around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Today in the Washington Post, there is a thumbnail on the top of their metro sectional directing you to page six. A Marine corporal is the first active duty member of the military to plead guilty in the Capitol riot. And you go to the story in the Washington Post and there's a still photo in color. And they have three guys uh, with circles around them and they're walking casually into the Capitol. Surveillance footage shows three U.S. Marines in the Capitol on January 6, 2021. Dodge, Dale, Helenan left in blue circle. Micah R. Coomer, center in red circle. And Joshua Abate, right in green circle. Now, they're very excited that they have... Now, it looks like they're walking in. You know, there were there's video of... Uh, they don't watch Tucker Carlson at the Washington Post, and nor does the lynch mob uh, jury system in Washington, D.C. So an active duty Marine who entered the Capitol with two of his colleagues from Quantico Marine Corps Base on January 6th spent more than 50 minutes wandering through the building, pleaded guilty Wednesday to a misdemeanor count of illegally parading. Yeah, illegally parading. Who knew it was uh, there was a crime called illegally parading? And were they waved in? Uh, it's a lynch mob. Huh? What about the uh, people attacking the cops outside the White House that forced the evacuation of the president and the first lady and the first son? The FBI has become as the law enforcement arm of the Democratic Party. Congressman Greg Stubbe from Florida this morning. Now, in case there is any question as to whether that is true or not, all the evidence you need for that is on display or parading in this uh, committee room today, in this hearing today on the weaponization of the FBI and the Justice Department by the Democrat Party. Now, if... The Democrats in this committee in the House of Representatives did not view the FBI 
as an arm of the Democrat Party. Why would they be attacking the whistleblowers that are revealing the uh, politicizing of the FBI and the Justice Department? What more proof do you need? You know, you don't need somebody else's Twitter account like this dim-witted California Democrat. Marcus, well, someone named Marcus426899 uh, said something that I disagree with. Well, that's not my Twitter account, Congresswoman. Do you agree with it? Well, I just said it's not my Twitter account. You're going to pull out random tweets from all kinds of other people and ask if I agree with them? Is that what's going on in this hearing? You jackal. But never mind that. So here they are. They're attacking uh, the whistleblowers in the hearing room. They are undermining the process. The Democrat Party is. And it's an organized, orchestrated effort across the Democrat Party, the Democrat members in this committee room. Now, if they were not corrupt individuals, Debbie was a man schnitz and this dim-witted California Democrat and the Virgin Islands non-voting delegate attacking the whistleblowers, unpatriotic, how many tours do you have to do in Iraq and Afghanistan, and then how long do you have to serve in the FBI before you are deemed patriotic by these Democrats. They are undermining the process. They are smearing and slandering men much better than themselves. And they are doing it because they know that the FBI is now in the Democrat Party camp, and it serves as a a thug arm of the Democrat Party, kind of the brown shirts or and Benito Mussolini's Italy, the black shirts for the Democrat Party, raiding the political enemies, grabbing people and staged arrests with CNN in tow and pre-dawn raids or at Reagan Airport in Washington, D.C. and putting them in ankle shackles when you know they're in an ongoing discussion with the FBI through their attorneys. Uh, this is kangaroo stuff all over the place. And honestly... Uh, The proof is in the hearing. Here, three whistleblowers come forward and say the FBI is in the tank for the Democrat Party and targeting conservatives, and the Democrats attack them in the committee room in the hearing that is designed to expose government corruption. Hmm. Tells you everything you need to know, does it not? Why would they not just listen to the whistleblowers and hear what they have to say if they weren't corrupt and if they did not know with certainty that the FBI was, in fact, a political arm of the Democrat Party, as Congressman Stubbe said this morning? And, again, he's the guy that hit the home run at the congressional baseball game in Nationals Park last year, and that's pretty good. Your motivations appear to be today... Crystal clear. For months, you've pressured Republicans to call you to a hearing. In fact, in December, you said Chairman Jordan and Republicans took your complaint of alleged FBI wrongdoing and, quote, used it for campaign rocket fuel and four-minute appearances on Fox News. And I'll admit you're right. Republicans are using you. But it goes both ways. You're engaging in the self-promotion of your new book that's about to be released. And what great timing to be on TV and in Congress right before your book tour starts. Debbie was a man schnitz who had her makeup tattooed on in Redondo Beach in 1977. And that was a big mistake, I think. 
Yeah, so they smear the whistleblowers, slander the, the whistleblowers. Remember the way they treated Alexander Vindman, who came up with all the lies about the Ukrainian phone call, President Trump? And, and you know, that was all about covering up Joe Biden's family, taking in millions for no-show jobs in Ukraine. Little did we know how many more no-show jobs there were. Uh, also, Democrats, because they love junkies and, you know, like Hunter Biden and the lunatic on the subway train in New York, Jordan Neely, and, and so on. They don't like uh, decent law-abiding citizens. You can't protect yourself, for example, or anyone else. But the front page of the Washington Post, below the fold today, overdose prevention centers are opposed despite success. Overdose prevention centers? What's that, an overdose prevention for drugs? Worries that supervised sites encourage drug use, make them a tough sell. It's not like this has never been tried before in Holland and elsewhere in Europe and, and uh, you know, opium dens in, in um, ancient China, I think. I'll give you all the data you need on this. But um, the Washington Post writes, Rhode Island, where they got Sheldon Whiteman with his whites-only uh, yacht club, the Democrat senator there. Rhode Island officials recently announced the proposed location of a place where people could safely use illegal drugs under the watch of staff trained to reverse overdoses. You know how you reverse overdoses? Don't take drugs that can kill you. But they're opening sites where you go to take your fentanyl and to inject your heroin and and, uh, all your good stuff, smoke your crack. And, you know, Hunter Biden should have... uh, uh, a room there, like it's a private club. Rhode Island officials recently announced a proposed location, a place where people could safely use illegal drugs under the watch. And if they're illegal, what else are we going to? Um, they're legalizing prostitution, too, because that's where they want to see their daughters end up. Of staff trained to reverse overdoses, only the second such program in the United States Visitors would also be able to get meals and showers. Sure. Well, let's say I've got my fentanyl and my heroin. Uh, you got a sandwich? Yeah, sure. Test their own drugs for deadly substances. Get HIV and hepatitis C testing. What about hepatitis A and hepatitis B? Don't you think we should have? Uh, is there a hepatitis D? Probably have all hepatitis testing. They'll expand their role later on. And access support groups and addiction treatment. We know people's lives are going to be saved, said Colleen Daly-Nundoye, executive director of Project Weber slash Renew. They're like slashes. The nonprofit tasked with running the Providence, Rhode Island site, slated to open next year. If it's such a good idea, why wait till next year? Just uh, curious. But in Pennsylvania, where another nonprofit with similar aspirations is mired in litigation, the state Senate overwhelmingly voted May 1st to ban such centers, sometimes called supervised injection sites. So the Democrats are uh, pushing across the country for a supervised uh, drug use sites because this is their plan. <laughs> the vote came six days after a bill was killed in committee in Colorado authorizing sites in that state. So here we are in uh, uh, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. The Democrats are pushing uh, drug injection sites where they would have their friends as staff members being paid to supervise uh, fentanyl and heroin and crack cocaine uh, ingestion because that's your Democrat party. Okay? 
They should be called like Hunter Biden sites or, or something like that. Man. Man, oh, man, um, all right, I got a little Al Sharpton news to get to, too. But right now, let's go to uh, another phone call. Let's go to Rick calling from Ottawa, Canada, which is another country altogether. It's America's hat, our largest national park. Rick, you're on the Chris Plant Show. <laughs> I'm delighted to talk to you, Mr. Chris Plant. You are the best thing on the radio. Uh, yes, the backwoods capital of the world, but proud home of the Canadian Truckers Freedom Protest, Ottawa, Canada. Um, it's too bad Mr. Marcus Allen, FBI whistleblower agent, couldn't turn the tables on the Congress lady, gentle lady person, uh, Loretta, and ask her to answer for everything that's been ever written or posted by anybody named Loretta. Uh, for instance, I'm proud to be a coal miner's daughter. Uh, do you, Congresswoman, agree with that statement, uh, being named Loretta, and coal being dirty and rotten and stinking? Uh, you know, does that make you a bad person if you agree with that statement? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that would have been a great response. Uh, and then yeah, the media bad. would nail him to a piece of wood because, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't be smart mouth with, with Loretta. She's a member of Congress for Pete's sake. Loretta Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I hope to speak to you again sometime, Chris, but I just want to let you know I'm a big fan, and uh, we, we listen to you up here in the backwoods, uh, <laughs> the great white north. <laughs> the great white north. I love the great white north. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Rick. See, Canadians are so polite. Canadians are so great. Canada is my second favorite country. It is... Uh, it's a great country. You know that it's the second largest country in the world geographically? Did you know that? has a population uh, smaller than the population of California. And it's the second only to Russia, the second largest uh, country in the world. Do it. Good day. Welcome to the Great White North. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother, Doug. How's it going? Hey, we today. got two topics today, back bacon and long underwear. It's uh, uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, the Great White North. Come on. That's, uh, that's great stuff. Rick knows it. Everybody knows the Great White North in Canada. Yeah, Canada, thank you, Rick. That was, that was a great call. And, uh, and a little kickback on the, uh, on the crazy people. Now, we got a little Al Charlatan. Let's go to a little Al Charlatan because Al Charlatan is, the I think, the biggest charlatan in America, don't you think? And a uh, leading Democrat and journalist, an award-winning journalist at NBC Fake News because... They pretend to be a news organization, but they're not. And the Reverend Al Charlatan, he is he's going to be uh, uh, speaking at the funeral tomorrow in New York of the crazy, mentally ill, drug-addicted, arrested 42 times or 42 times, um, uh, you know, Mr. Neely, who was killed in the chokehold on the uh, train car. I think it was the F train, because the New Yorkers think we all want to know which train it was. And uh, so it's in all the news reports. And so the on the F train, and um, and the Reverend Al Charlatan has been invited to give the eulogy, Mr. Neely's eulogy, tomorrow at the funeral. Which means, you know, the Democrat Party is uh, creating a racial polarization and racial division uh, for the funeral tomorrow. He's on the subway impersonating Michael Jackson, who was close to me, as you know. Michael used to come up to National Action Network. I preached Michael's funeral. And uh, and and you combine that with Eric Garner, where we have a state law against chokeholds. They have a state law against chokeholds, but he's not a police officer. He's a citizen. And 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 he just went now. Now, um, uh, Mr. Neely was uh, killed on the subway train. But Michael Jackson was a friend of mine. And um, 
I just want to do a little name dropping here. And then, whoo, uh, Jordan Neely, 30-year-old, uh, choked and uh, later died on the New York City uh, subway train. Completely crazy. Al Sharpton, to give eulogy at uh, Jordan Neely funeral, uh, the Mount Nebo Baptist Church lead pastor says he can think of no one better to deliver the eulogy. Well, this way, at least, it will uh, racially polarize the city, maybe uh, get some more Crown Heights-style Crown Heights style riots, uh, and uh, maybe, you know, get some Jewish people killed, like last time around with Al Sharpton. None of this remains on his permanent record, however. Reverend Al Charlatan is scheduled to give the eulogy at the funeral of Jordan Neely, the 30-year-old who died after being choked during a threatening outburst on a New York City subway. The service is being held Mount Nebo Baptist Church in Harlem on Friday. And uh, the Reverend Al, gosh, who'd be better than the Reverend Al? Now, yesterday, perhaps day before yesterday, I shared with you a story out of Washington, D.C. about a 10-year-old girl uh, who was driving with her family in their family car in Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, on Mother's Day, Mother's Day Sunday, when Democrats opened fire on one another back and forth. And, uh, well, there were like 50 shots fired or something in this melee. And the 10-year-old girl was shot uh, in her vehicle, minding her own business with her family, and was taken uh, to the hospital. Well, yesterday, yesterday, Wednesday, shot Sunday, and on Wednesday, the 10-year-old girl died. The 10-year-old girl. It's uh, in the Washington Post, in the Metro section, not really a big story. Girl hit by stray gunfire is dead. 10-year-old struck Sunday in vehicle. Youngest of seven juveniles fatally shot in D.C., so far in 2023, the Washington Post, Post notes, the 10-year-old girl who was shot and critically injured while riding in a vehicle with her parents and siblings on Mother's Day in northeast Washington, D.C., has died of her injuries, according to D.C. police. Ariana Davis was pronounced dead at a hospital, not named on Wednesday, three days after police said bullets from a barrage of indiscriminate gunfire struck her as she and her family rode on Hayes Street in Northeast. Police have not made any arrests, and Chief Robert Conte III said Wednesday he had no updates in the investigation. He said it breaks his heart. Uh, the youngest of seven juveniles killed so far this year. I just want to point out that Al Charlatan will never utter this 10-year-old girl's name. Al Charlatan can't politicize this and racially polarize the city of New York or the city of Washington or the the United States of America, because of Ariana Davis's murder, her random killing in Washington, D.C., by Democrats. Police are on the lookout for Democrats. It's the only description we have. Who shot and killed the 10-year-old girl. She was shot Sunday. She died Wednesday in the hospital, not named because the hospital doesn't want to be terrorized by the left. And the Reverend Al Charlatan is being celebrated in the media and is being paid by NBC fake news to be a fake journalist, uh, to racially polarize the city of New York, to turn this. Now, I mean, again, you change one factor one way or the other in this uh, story, the Jordan Neely story, and Al Sharpton is nowhere near it. And they're excited in Harlem to racialize another king. You know how many? There are more than 9,900 African-Americans murdered in the United States last year. This 10-year-old girl was shot on Sunday and died on Wednesday, and Al Charlatan and NBC News will never utter her name. Her name was Ariana Davis. I have to be the most inept charlatan in the country. 
is a uh, big box store chain you've probably heard of called Target. Some people use the French pronunciation of Target. Target CEO warns of rising crime and retail theft. He says they're expecting to have more than $500 million in profits uh, taken from the company because of retail theft. And uh, as Michael Piercy said this morning, maybe they shouldn't have called themselves Target. I mean, what do they expect? And in fact, the theft is so crazy, they call it shrink rates. They call it shrink rates, like Target was in the pool. So they've, uh, they're going to lose, they expect, $500 million because Democrats have made looting normal. Also, retailers across the board say that um, theft last year cost them nearly $100 billion in the United States. That's because Democrats have made looting normal. Okay. And then uh, other companies are not so bright either. Bud Light, Bud Light sales are down 23.6% in first week of May as backlash continues into fifth week amid the Dylan Mulvaney fallout. And in the meantime, Adidas, I dream, uh, what, what is it? I, 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 all day I dream about soccer. All day I dream about soccer. Adidas is accused of trying to erase women by using a biological male with a hairy chest and bulging crotch for its women's swimwear line during Pride Month. Maybe we should have Women Pride Month. What do you think? One month after Nike paid Dylan Mulvaney to model sports bra. So uh, there you go. Scratch Adidas, scratch Nike, scratch Bud Light. Um, Target is uh, being looted and plundered everywhere, everywhere they look. It's uh, pretty amazing times out there, I've got to say. You're a Democrat party. Uh, also, the Wienermobile. You know, the Oscar Mayer Wiener? Uh, you wish you were an Oscar Mayer Wiener? Maybe they should. Uh, I don't want to combine these stories. But the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile is being renamed. It's going to be called the Frank Mobile. That seems a little gender specific, doesn't it? After nearly 100 years, they're renaming the Wienermobile the Frank Mobile. I don't think I like that. I'm not in favor of that. Also, I didn't get to the 35-year-old woman who was arrested. She identifies as a 15-year-old boy, and the kids she hangs out with say she's pedophile-ish. Pedophile-ish. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.